If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. Hi, today I'm here with Lauren Jepson. Hi, Lauren. Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks for being here. I know we tried thanks to do for having this me. <laughs> a month ago or so and yeah, we're good. I wasn't ready for you. So thanks for being here. This is great. Yeah, it is. I'm excited to hear about you and learn about what you're passionate about. And I'll just kind of turn the time over to you to introduce yourself. Yeah. So uh, like I said, I'm Lauren Jepson. Um, I live in the Davis County area. Um, I, uh, I'm passionate about a lot of things. Um, some of those include, you know, fitness exercise and fitness. I went to the University of Utah, graduated with a degree in exercise sports science. And, uh, and I've done a lot of work in that with, you know, I've worked at the U, I've done a lot of personal training, things like that. That's one of the, uh, I guess, side gigs I have mm-hmm. is uh, personal training here in Kaysville at Lifelong Fitness. It's kind of over by uh, Camping World over there. Yes. Um, it's, it's great. It's a little private uh, personal training gym. It's not like the big box gyms. Uh, where you go and swipe a card and just work out. It's one that uh, you have, you basically buy a package and you get specific training and nutrition and things set up for you. And then you come and the gym is yours for, you know, 24 seven. And then you meet with your trainer and work out. So that's one of my, uh, one of my passions and side gigs. Uh, my most recent thing that I, I started up was uh, I founded the company uh, Live Lead Love Group. And that is based on living by example, leading with passion and loving others. And so I speak on, speak and consult on leadership with an emphasis on emotional intelligence. That is fascinating. And I'd really like to talk about that. Yeah. um, So it all started, golly, probably 15 years ago or more. Um, I joined the Air Force um, out of college, you know, went to the mm-hmm. University of Utah, did the ROTC program. I, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to fly airplanes. Oh, did you? Truth oh, be okay. told, I, I watched Top Gun when I was a little kid, the original. The original was great. And, uh, yes, it was great. So it was the second one, mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick. But, uh, I watched that one and I just fell in love with, uh, aviation and flying. And so I wanted to, uh, join the Air Force. So I did, um, ROTC at the University of Utah. I became an officer. I went to flight training. And we do also in the leadership, as an officer, you do a lot of leadership training. So what I saw was that we go to all this leadership training. So in the military, you do leadership courses at every stage in your career. Mm -hmm. So starting as in ROTC, you talk about leadership. Then you become a second lieutenant. And you go, at the time, you went to what was called ASBC, Airman, I can't remember, Airman something basic course. I can't even remember. It's been too long. And then you become a captain or then you're a first lieutenant. 
you're doing a lot of in-house training and things like that. And then you become a captain, you go to squadron officer school. It's another leadership school. Then as a major, you go to um, AS, or I'm sorry, ACSC, Air Command. Yeah, I know. There's a lot. Oh my gosh. Yes. So then you go to Air Command and Staff College. And again, more leadership. Mm -hmm. And that one you earn like a master's degree. So I went and I I got a master's degree um, in leadership there. And then you become a lieutenant colonel. And then you go to, it's called Air War College. And so you just keep on going. So, but what I found was, is that even though we do all this leadership training in schools, it didn't translate back to the workplace. There were some, some of those people I knew and a lot of the people in leadership positions, they went and they graduated, you know, mm-hmm. distinguished graduate of their class in this leadership course and yada, yada, yada. But they came back and they never applied it. And they weren't great leaders? They were is that pretty kind terrible. Of what you're yeah, okay. they were actually really terrible. Uh, and so I was like, why is that? So Huge disconnect. Yeah, huge disconnect. And I'm like, what, what is that disconnect? So I saw that problem and I wanted to solve it. So I actually, that's what I wrote my master's thesis on is how you can translate, you know, leadership training to the workplace. And I came across emotional intelligence. And I started studying and everything on that and, I, and, and reading and I could see, just see those correlations like everywhere. There's, there's a lack mm-hmm. of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. there. There's a lack of emotional intelligence there. And so I basically, I, I, I left active duty. I started in the, the Air National Guard. And just continued on, you know, with my training in the military and in, then in leadership. And then I just, I wanted to do something about this problem mm-hmm. that I saw with the lack of, of uh, leadership and, and just toxic cultures and things. Um, and so I started the Live, Lead, Love group. And basically, I, I speak and consult on leadership based, you know. Are, are you targeting, it's what type of people come so, to your seminars and you're. So. The great thing about leadership, or I'm, I'm sorry, a great thing about emotional intelligence is it not only applies to leadership, but it applies mm-hmm. to everyone. I agree. Studies yeah. have shown that more like successful people in life mm-hmm. have more emotional intelligence. So I would like to say it's for everybody, for you know, the individual, but I'm, I really try and focus on organizations and businesses. You know, and then, of course... I'll share with anybody in the community because I think it's so important. So I've spoken um, to, I spoke at a conference in Provo back in May, uh, NATSAP, it's um, National Association for Therapeutics and Programs. I've spoke at um, uh, a book launch that had to do with, with emotional intelligence, you know, anxiety and different things like that. Um, I, and I spoke at, um, the Davis Chamber of Commerce. Great. Um, great place to yep, speak. Yep. Spoke it's a great there. organization. It, it is. They're great. Um, so I, I spoke there, got to reach out to a lot of businesses. Um, so that was really great. And then coming up soon, I'll be speaking with the, at the Davis School District Summer Conference. Fantastic. So another great place where we need emotional intelligence is, is in the, schools, in the schools, our young leaders and stuff coming up so is this part of their equity and inclusion program or is this to um i teachers it's it's mainly to teachers and administrators their summer conference it's like 1200 teachers and administrators or so i really appreciate the focus that they're placing yes on emotional health yes i think it's i think it's definitely needed like just with my research that emotional intelligence is huge and not a lot of people get it talking about emotional intelligence Explain to people what it is, because we know 
we, we hear the term and I think that people kind of understand it has to do with being intuitive and connecting with people, but how do you describe it? Um, so I would say basically understanding your emotions, understanding the other person's emotions, and then managing the impact or playing well with others mm-hmm. and yes. also building psychological well-being. And so, yeah, it's basically playing well with others. A lot of people get confused. They think emotional intelligence sometimes has a negative connotation or like, oh, are we just going to like get together and sing Kumbaya <laughs> and cry and hug it out? No, it's, it's not that. It's, mm-hmm. it's basically just human interaction. That's how we've interacted for such a long time. If you even think back in the day, you could it's say- It's relationship building, isn't it? Yeah. And even just, just how, you know, it's, I've been doing a lot of studying lately and it's, and it's, neurological Mm -hmm. there's like a neurological process that it's built in for example you look at back you could even say caveman you're like caveman you see another caveman caveman cave woman running from a saber-toothed tiger Mm -hmm. so then all of a sudden the emotions kick in your neurological process you see the fear you see the them running and you're like oh Something mm-hmm. bad is about to happen. I need to react, right? And then mm-hmm. it's managing. It's managing that reaction. So we, yeah. Okay. So we don't have to do that. We don't have to run from saber tooth tigers anymore. But we have interactions on a daily basis, you know, with work, you know, whatever family in our families, community organizations, and we have to understand our emotions, understand others, and how mm-hmm. to best um, manage those impacts. And if we do that correctly, it, you're very successful. Well, and you're kind of talking to this and kind of alluding to it. Some people, at least from my experience, are just naturally really good at it. And some people need to be taught maybe how to refine their skills or how to tap into that. Exactly. Is it possible for someone just to not have any ability? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. And what do you do? Because we all have different skills and abilities, right? And, you know, some people just don't. They just don't have, they might be very intellectually smart, have a very high IQ. Mm-hmm. I've met many people like that. But then they don't have a very high EQ mm-hmm. or emotional quotient. Right. And so that can be learned. It can though. be learned. And that's, that's the good news. Yes, that's the good news. And that's what I'm trying to do is spread that good news and help teach people to tap into their emotions. And again, it doesn't have to be, we're not going to hug it out and cry and stuff. We're just going to understand how we're feeling understand how other people feel and be able to communicate that effectively and, you know, be successful, get the job done, that kind of thing. So I've developed different things to help do that. Um, I call it the C concept, S-E-E, and it stands for stop, evaluate, and empathize. And Beautiful. that's basically because, you know, in our, in our interaction with people and we have stressful days and things like that, um, there's times when we're like, man, I just need to get away. I just need to think and like mm-hmm, just sort decompress, decompress, get your head, get your head right before you can address this problem. And, you know, we can do that, right? I personally like to go ride my motorcycle or go ski if there's any snow or just plain get in the mountains. And then I can decompress. I can reset. I can get in touch with my emotions and I can come back and I can address, address any issues, um, that might be, that I might be having, but how do we do that like mm-hmm. in the moment? In, in the moment, oh, right. Right? We can't, I when can't just go run off and ride my motorcycle and I'm like in work or something and something's going on. i be like, hold, hold that thought. Let me go <laughs> ride my motorcycle. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. No, we can't do that. So I developed the C concept. So stop, evaluate, and empathize. So stop, meaning you just got to hit the pause button mm-hmm. and, you know, 
don't let anything come out of your mouth, you know, that could make the situation worse or whatever, and just stop. And then you need to evaluate. You need to take the input from your feelings and from the other person's feelings and evaluate the situation. You might see, okay, during the situation, okay, I'm a little frustrated. I understand I'm a little frustrated. I know that I can react this way when I'm frustrated. So I just need to like, need to call myself real quick. Mm-hmm. Or I can see the other person. The other person might be frustrated, sad, angry, whatever. And you, you're picking up those cues and being like, okay, now I know this person is not happy or, or whatever. Or the person could be happy or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Good news could be happening. And then you need to empathize. So that means you just need to basically understand you're, you're both human. You know, understand that you both have emotions, you're both human, and, and, and look and see wh- where's that person coming from. Kind of are find they, common ground between. Yeah, are they in a good place? Am I in a good place? Because you can have empathy for yourself too, right? Oh, so you can understand and be like, like I was kind of saying earlier, like, okay, wait a minute. I know how I'm feeling. I know I generally get upset with this or whatever it may be. <laughs> and you can then be like, I, but I know I, can, I know I can get through this. I know how I can help myself. I know maybe... I need to breathe for a sec or walk away or, you know, whatever your, your thing is that can help you empathize with yourself and get through, just like you're going to empathize with that other person mm-hmm, in this C true. concept and be like, okay, I understand. I understand you're upset. I understand where you're coming from. I felt this way before in XYZ or whatever, and you're empathizing with that person. And then that way, you then to start to see, you know, uh-huh. see the individual you know, see that problem and be able to work on it effectively and efficiently, you know, emotionally. To, to right? de-escalate the emotion. De-escalate and the, or just the, be able to the, the, communicate. Yeah, the communication, make it easier. Yeah. Well, and as you're, as you're sharing this, I'm thinking, well, yeah, of course, no brainer. But in, in the moment, it's hard yeah, you to, be, to really put yourself there. You can be heated or, uh-huh. or just w- whatever it may be. And you just need to take a minute, step back, to be able to stop, evaluate, evaluate, and empathize, and then you can see. That's brilliant. So I really like that. It's a good visual. Yeah, and it it makes sense. I'll never forget it now. Yeah, it's really good. As far as is teaching, so you're in the military and you're taking these leadership classes and doing all of these trainings, and then you said you you see that it's not really translating into real world scenarios because I guess the leadership is being taught from a, from perspective of processes rather than people. Yeah. Is that fair? um, Yeah. Very fair. So I I speak on this uh, as well. The air force, they had a statement or I don't know if it was air force, air force specifically, or is just something that we always said was mission first people always. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that that separated what the priorities are the, kind of the true mission of a leader is and that is of people so they separated said mission first but then people always but i'm like wait a minute your mission is, is the people absolutely and true. that confused a lot of people and so they were just like crushing people like mission 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 oh yeah and people oh oh, oh and yeah you're still there okay <laughs> <You know? laughs> and and so and and it filtered down through the ranks you know i've i had discussions with coworkers and we were discussing leadership and certain individuals and i kind of uh shared my displeasure with their leadership and the person went but but at least they get things done mm. and i'm like oh, wait a minute that's right. your job 
is to inspire, motivate, take care of your people, and then they will get the mission done. Mm -hmm. It's not, let's crush this mission and check boxes and, you know, cross the D, uh, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's, because if you take care of the people, they will do that for you. And that's part of emotional intelligence is creating that connection because people are driven to action by emotion. And if you're connecting with them through emotion, creating those relationships, emotional intelligence, those those relationships mm -hmm, of trust, mm -hmm, all that stuff. Yep. Then they're going to take care of the mission. You don't have to go in there and start yelling and screaming or whatever and and just push the mission because they're going to take care of it. So, yes, because that loyalty and that sense of honor and and priority comes to the surface, doesn't it? It comes to the forefront when they feel yeah, like they're, you know, being you know, hey, you're, seen. hey, my leader's a good person. So, mm-hmm. I'm, and they're taking all the stumbling blocks out of my way so I can do the job and then the job gets done. It is interesting to, to see that shift from looking at people as the mission, like you said, instead of just a secondary. Yeah. They're also necessary. Yeah. They're to, uh, like, to in my opinion, done. like 100%. It's mm-hmm. all about the people. If you're in a leadership position, you take care of the people, whether it's removing stumbling blocks or helping them somehow get their job done. Serving them is huge. It is. Getting that, then they get, they'll get the job done. And having confidence in them yeah. too. And they'll trust you. They'll respect you. They'll, you know. They'll be loyal. Yeah. They'll be loyal. They'll develop that, that love for you. So they'll, they will like, yeah, I'm going to do that mission. I'm going to do it well because I know my leadership has my back mm-hmm. and they're taking care of everything. That's beautiful. So, especially coming from a military side where it's just yeah. so strategic and so, you know, just mission focused. Yeah. And I think you'd be able to see the people. Yeah. And I think they're starting to see that. There's some, I've heard of some other courses and stuff coming mm-hmm. out where they start to talk about emo- mer- emotional intelligence, which is great. And I'm excited for that. I just wish they'd done it. A long time ago. I wish they did it a long time ago too. But I think our our world is changing. It is. And evolving. Yes. Meaning that it's a positive thing and, and we're realizing that people matter. Yeah. These relationships matter. How people feel they've been treated and about themselves at the end of the day, that's what matters. Especially as we're talking about mental health and it's at the forefront of every discussion, whether it be political or just within our families. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my sister-in-law the other day and her her son is in high school and he has a friend that killed himself quite recently, a yeah, high school child. And, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's so heartbreaking. And so I really appreciate the fact that you're out there trying to teach people how yeah, to use these just, skills. That, and that's, that's one of those things. With, that's why I'm trying to get into the, into the school districts and stuff is to, you know, these are the, those kids, you know, they're the future, right? They need to know this just as much as the leadership in the you know big organizations and and businesses today those kids are the next up and coming they are and they need to know how to you know interact and and have those positive relationships and stuff because i hear stuff like that and it's just it's just a you know it's a travesty it is and it's like how and i always think you know how can i get there sooner and like Mm -hmm. talk to these kids or or the teachers or something to be able to have these discussions like, hey, you know, why don't you see mm-hmm. this individual instead of, you know, make fun of them or berating them mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Or, or the manage dumb things them. Kids, and- yeah, the dumb things kids mm-hmm. do. But it's like, hey, why don't you see them mm-hmm. as, as an individual, you right. know, stop, evaluate, empathize, see them, you know, and. 
I have read, I've read some books about emotional intelligence in the past because it's fascinating to me. People are fascinating and I think we're all really interesting as, and, and I've read that a lot of times people who are really good and have high emotional IQs, their backgrounds kind of lend for them to be a little bit more uh, connected to people's emotions. For example, children that come from alcoholic parents sometimes are highly emotionally intelligent because they're able to watch behaviors, look for cues, and, and adjust their behavior based upon that. Mm-hmm. And so taking that ability and being able to teach those skills for in a non-abrasive, you know, abusive situation is, is fascinating yeah. because not everybody grows up in those situations where they're having to really look out for what's coming next and be highly right. in tune to people's emotions around them. And I think so many people are just going about their life, doing their thing, living their life for themselves. It's just a generation of, of I, you know, yep. me, me, I, me. everything, me, me, me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm the, the selfie. I remember as a kid thinking that taking a picture of yourself and posting it would have been so embarrassing because it's so <laughs> self-promoting. Yeah. Now where it's, everything's changed. Yeah. It's, it's also focused on ourselves that yep. we tend to, to only care about what we think. And so it's great. How is this affecting and helping you in your business? Well, it is, this is your business, but also in your relationships. Um, You know, since, you know, learning about this and studying this, um, I think it's just, it's very eye-opening. I would say, uh, you know, as a, as a, you know, a kid and everything growing up, I'd always try and uh, have positive interaction you know, with everyone, I, you know, try to be kind, things like that. But of course we're all human and we all have, you know, the little buttons that you push them and it's like, mm-hmm. and you get spun up. And so, and I've, I was able, you know, as a, as a little kid, like elementary school, like I was, I was, I was kind to everybody, but you pushed the right buttons and I was probably going to punch you in the face. Mm. But then I realized, you know, I got to junior high and I'm like, that's probably not, not the best thing to do. And so I, you know, I, I calmed down there and it just kind of got further and further along. But, uh, yeah, I find myself, okay, you know, applying these things and saying, okay, you know, you need, you know, stop and just chill out and Mm -hmm. get in the right place and, and really understand your feelings and really trying to understand other people. Cause I, I, like, like you, I I find people fascinating and I just want to help. Like I always thought. I want to help some way and I've found I feel like this could be the this, way this that I can your... reach the most people and help them understand and to develop, you know, future leaders, current leaders, you know, the community, businesses, organizations, all that. And I found that this is hopefully the most effective way to do it, but I still, you know, I practice it very much daily. What, so. what is the, you know, most people who, who found their passion or find their passion, uh, it comes from an event or an experience that they had where they realized, oh, I'm really good at this. And they realized I need to change this. You know, this is my thing. Did you have a moment like that or a series of moments I don't when know. you realized I probably, probably this more is Probably more of a series of moments. So uh, <laughs> you talk to my friends. Uh, I can talk a lot. So... You, I get on a subject that I'm passionate about and I could talk forever. So like you start talking about motorcycles or skiing or <laughs> whatever outdoor stuff, I could talk forever. My friends will all attest to that. 
Um, and so I think this, the speaking thing is kind of, was kind of there. Just a natural yeah, thing for you. Yeah, I just run my mouth. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I did find this uh, passion. I've always been passionate about just helping in some form or fashion. I think that's why I joined the military. Besides, you know, I wanted to be like Maverick. Really? <laughs> you know, okay, that's great. Yeah. Mach 2 Fly with my blades. hair on fire kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, but at the same time, that's, you know, that's help, right? In, mm-hmm. in defense of your country and your fellow, fellow people. And I've wanted to help. I, I'm passionate about um, being outdoors, helping where I can. I've, you know, search and rescue, um, just whatever, helping people. And then I found this this problem. It just kind of the path that led me down. Being in the military, we're all taught to be leaders. And I was like, something's missing here and something's wrong. <laughs> You're not seeing a and lot so of them. And so I was like, well, hey, I know how to fix it. I can, I'm, I can You're talk about, do, I can to talk to it? people, mm-hmm. you know, about it and, and just share and hopefully get that, that message out there and, and make a difference. It's, it's great because it's, it's just, I think we're, we're born with certain gifts, obviously. Everyone has different ones, but it's really neat to talk to people like you who truly are born with just this this desire to do good things, to make a difference and to be positive. Yeah, just because so m- there are a lot of people that aren't, that really have no desire. And they're great people too, but they don't have any desire to do anything besides what they're doing. You know, they're focused on, on other things. And, and then you meet people who really just want to help people. And I think it's, it's pretty magnificent. Yeah, just trying to make a difference. And, and <laughs> it's all. great that you've been able to find this passion. How long have you been doing this? So I've, I founded Live Lead Love Group, uh, what, February of 21. And so I've been working on it ever since. So I, you know, I got, got a website. I'm about to launch another one. But because uh, Live Lead Love Group is kind of like a three-part organization, if you will. Uh, so right now I'm working on the leadership portion. And that's leaders, you know, speaking, consulting. And then the love portion is... I'm, I'm going to start a foundation, like a nonprofit. Oh, I love and that. And help that way. So doing a bunch of different... Um, w- would you focus on, charity on work. schools or... You know, I'm, I just have, I have a lot of, lot of different ideas. Any okay. way that I can, you know, raise money or help, you know, to help other people or That's help great. other people, period. Who knows? We might be building houses or just doing like I definitely help a lot of people like I love motorcycles maybe do some motorcycle charity rides uh different different things like that um of course work with kids and schools so there's a lot of different things that I'm looking at to with that uh that foundation that I want to start and then also the the live brand live by example right Mm -hmm. and so I want to start kind of just kind of an an outdoor brand because I love the outdoors but also with that emphasis of living by example you know, not, not being I, someone that just talks the talk. You want to walk. Yeah, it. yeah. Walk the walk. And then it just comes to mind, like driving down the road, not be the guy that like somebody cuts you off. You're yelling and screaming and flipping them off. <laughs> okay. You know, and like, then I'm going to go talk about loving people. Like being an example, being a, just a genuine example to people and also just getting outdoors and living your life. And then also part of that, part of that would go to, to the part of the, I guess the funding for that would go to, to my, um, my charity or the foundation that you'll create. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like a threefold 
Is it a series of seminars then? Is it a, are you so, going to create a, a leadership program? Yeah, so that's in the, in the works um, with the, the leadership portion is speaking and consulting right now. So I give presentations to, to groups like keynotes and stuff like that. And then I also have a workshop uh, that I will come and give to, to organizations. And that can be anywhere from like a, a one hour lunch and learn type thing to several hours or break it up over a few days. So this is exciting. It's, uh, yeah, it's basically how th- those workshops are kind of like how we can implement this. How, how you take it from talking how points you take it to from, a lifestyle. This is emotional intelligence and, mm-hmm. and, and you need to do this to this is how you can implement it in your life. So. For someone that says, you know, I just don't really like people. <laughs> and that's okay. I don't know how I'm going to help people. What do you do for people and, like that? You know, and that's, that's okay because all, most everyone has some sort of relationship with someone, right? And that's the beauty about emotional intelligence is you don't have to be a leader. You don't have to be running a business. You don't have to be up in front of anybody. It can help you just with your like interpersonal relationships and make it better and make you more successful. And it might be that, like you mentioned, that someone just wants to go and do their job mm-hmm. and go home and that's it. And that's fine. But with increased emotional intelligence, you might have better interactions with your management, your coworkers, or whatever you do. And it's just those little things. Like I say, it's not like, wow, you're, you have to be a people person now. <laughs> you're going to be on all the time. No, it's, it's just your little daily interactions. And it could be like, okay, your boss comes in and says, I need, you know, I'm going to need this well, you know, on my desk by Friday. And your immediate action may be like, what? Mm-hmm. No, nah, you know, but instead with emotional intelligence, it could, it could be better. You could see, okay, my boss looks like he's really needing some help on this. Okay. I know I'm busy, but okay. And then be like, Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, I can get that to you, but I'm going to need some help doing this or that or this, or I could stay late this day, but I'm gonna need to go home. So you're having that mm-hmm. emotionally con- intelligent conversation and communicating Instead of just like, now you start pouting and throwing a fit and I hate my boss and or whatever. Going home and being a jerk to your yeah, wife and exactly. your kids. And- Taking it home with you. Then you learn, even if you do have a bad day, you don't take it home with you. Mm-hmm. you know, so there's so many different ways you can apply this oh, into your life. So it's, it's not the, just for people that. Just, just <laughs> the people that want to be on all the time. Want to be on and, and just, just in front of, you know, and leading people and stuff. It, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's for everyone. Yeah. It's a lifestyle and, it, and a switch maybe in how you process information yep. and how you react. Yep. You've had a really interesting career so far and you're a young guy. Yeah. <laughs> so what else are you wanting to do? I did see you at a um, political event where yes. my husband and I met you and your yes. wife. So that was great. Yep. Any plans? Uh, there? With, with, po- with, with politics? politics. Um, I don't know. See, that's, I've thought about this and I, I think that's where... What kind of you led can me be over so here. helpful in the political and so, arena. Yeah, that I mean, that's still a thought of mine. I still have that thought. Uh, it's back there. I just don't know at what if point? I'm gonna uh, yeah, what point I'm gonna do that. Um, but I, I again, it's like I want to help, mm-hmm. and if I feel like in that situation I can help, then I will step up in that situation. But for right now, I feel like if I, if I can reach as many people as possible in those big organizations, businesses, politics, mm-hmm. all that, and be like, hey, this is how we need to interact with each other. This is how we need to treat each other. Because you see it in politics. It's kind of it's, it's it's, pretty cutthroat it's ugly, and, it is. and ugly. And it's like, we don't, 
we don't need to be treating each other like that. And I don't, I don't care what side of the aisle you fall on. You still right. need to be treating people with respect and, and try and come up with, with a good solution. Whether, whether you agree with it or not, you mm-hmm. can still work together to come up with a solution that, bets, that, that you know, best fits the problem or best helps everyone. Well, and like you said, it's not about just giving each other hugs and high fives. It's about having great discussions. Yeah, having the hard from conversations. From an emotionally too. stable, sound, mature perspective. And then you, you're able to get so much more done. Oh, my gosh. Rather than just fist fighting and yes. verbally, you know. Communication is Yeah, key. abusing each other. And, <laughs> and, and it is. It just makes for a better way to live and a yeah. better way to be effective. Yeah. So, it, yeah. If, so, yeah. So, I feel like that if I can reach those people and, and again, like I say, with, with some of the youth and things like that, and they're going to be the leaders, too, and reach out to them and they can learn emotional intelligence and be that way and then they're going to get into those positions then then i feel like i'm doing a good thing but yeah like i say if if there's a time when i need to step up into a position i will i will totally do it and hopefully i can be effective and and still share this this message and Mm -hmm. and teach others how to be successful in life how does this translate then into helping you be successful in your side gig personal training um, I think it's just connecting with people. I think it actually kind of, kind of helped a lot because when you're personal training, you have to connect with people. You, True. people think, oh, you're just a meathead and you're just like, oh, I could lift weights <laughs> and yeah. And it's not, you're like, you're like part psychologist. It, it is. You're a therapist, part, aren't you're you? Thera- yeah. Just... It's, it's crazy. They should probably put some some therapy uh, classes I think that <laughs> for, they should. for your exercise science degree. Emot- well, physical health is so emotional. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and weight and the Yeah, whole- there's, there's emotion, there's mental, it's physical. There's this whole 360 approach to it. And you, you, you know, you got to be able to tap into all three. But, yeah, being able to, to read people. And I, I was talking to one of my clients about this because uh, – they'll be working out or whatever. And I'm like, oh, let's, let's up your weight. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, what? No. <laughs> no, I'm And good. I'm like, no, it's good. You'll be fine. And, and I talked to them about what's called the perceived rate of exertion. And so I'm basically reading them and how they, how much exertion they are putting out. Mm, and my job as a trainer is to push you, make you the best you can be and to push you. Mm-hmm. And people... And I, I don't know if this is just me as training, but also part of my military training. You can push a lot farther than you think. This is true. And so I. And that's why we hire trainers, right. really. We want right. someone to do that. Right. And so I use that perceived rate of exertion and just, just being in tune with that person, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally and stuff and reading them. And then I, I push it up and then they can do it. Yeah. And I push them. Um, so they can be better. So, and that makes them happy and it yeah. makes you even more successful. It results. It's you true. know, they're happy. Sure. It might be a little painful at the current moment. <laughs> they might feel a little lifting sore. That weight, but, uh, but they can do it. And, and I think, so I think, yeah, you can definitely use that emotional intelligence and in reading people and getting to know people and things like that as a trainer. It makes it really a successful experience for everybody, doesn't it? When you're able to connect. Yep. And it's all about just seeing people, like you said. Yeah. Being able to see. Yep. See and show empathy and connect. That's fantastic. Lauren, thank you so much. Okay. So 
tell us your website or how to contact okay. you. So um, I have a website. It's liveleadlovegroup.com. Okay. But then I'm on all the social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, um, at Lauren Jepson, L-O-R-I-N, J-E-P-P-S-E-N. So everybody can contact me on there. Check me out if you want me to come speak or great. do a workshop. Hit me up on there and great. I'll come out. It'll be great. Well, I'm excited to do that. That will be really fun. Yeah. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you this has so been much. Great. Appreciate your time. Yep.